0: Welcome back to the High Impact Physician Podcast. My name is Taylor, I'm on Sandy's team. Uh, Side note, I'm actually her son. Today's episode is gonna be an interesting format. So Sandy's gonna be answering some questions directly from our different social media channels. In this episode, we go through how to balance the, the clinical and leadership aspects of a job, what to do if you're coming home feeling like you're drained and you don't have anything left in the tank for your family as well as some strategies for boosting morale and retention on your team, as well as some other things. So I think you'll enjoy it. Go ahead and shoot us an email at support at sandyscottllc.com if you have any questions that you'd like to have answered on the show next. Hope you enjoy the episode. Have a great day. All right, so our first question today is, I find it tough to balance the clinical and the leadership parts of my job. What recommendations do you have for finding that balance?
1: I have, So I have two recommendations to better balance your role as a clinician and a part-time leader. The first is to connect with your own leader to get really clear on expectations in 90-day intervals. Meaning what's really important When you first start, may shift and change. And so to stay connected with your leader every 90 days about what their expectations are, maybe even ask them to articulate what are the one or two most important things I need to do. The second recommendation is to stay really connected to your core values. So you can tackle any project from different perspectives. though when you tackle it through the lens of your core values, the work will be more meaningful and your outcomes will be better. So, an example is if you have a core value around altruism, go ahead and approach your leadership task by staying really connected to how is this making a difference in the world? Maybe you've got rounding on the people to hear and see and feel how this project is making the world a better place. If you're doing that same task but you have a high value around data, um, what you can do is stay really connected to how can you gather some more data to really feel that sense of, um, of um, to, really, to really connect to the work in a way that's really meaningful to you.
0: So our next question is, recently I'm coming home feeling drained and like I don't have anything left in the tank for my family and I'm not sure exactly why this is happening. Do you have any recommendations for how I can address this?
1: So someone's coming home exhausted and drained. um, There's a number of very practical things at work that probably need to be addressed. But in terms of a short-term strategy to build some curiosity, it might be starting out in the morning by asking yourself, what is it that matters? Or, what's one thing I want to experience today? And then to play with that question, pay attention to it, and then just really dial it up when you pull in the driveway and walk in the house. So, what I mean is, if you wake up in the morning and the most important thing is to um, feel a sense of accomplishment, then allow yourself as you go through the day to pay attention to what do I want, what else do I want to accomplish, what have I accomplished, and when you get home, Pay real particular attention to what's one thing you want to accomplish with your family or with your home.
0: Can you think of another example too? That was really Mm -hmm.
1: good. Yeah. So another example um, might be um, feel like you make a difference in someone's life. A lot of times, physicians now are feeling so consumed by the electronic medical record or tasks to do around productivity or or paperwork or not paperwork, but today's world, so many physicians are feeling consumed by the electronic medical record or expectations by other people or tasks that have to get done. So if you wake up in the morning and what matters is to make a difference in someone's life, you can go through the day paying attention to when am I making a difference in someone's life? And then when you pull in the driveway, really turn up the dial and stay really curious about what is something I can do to make a difference in the life of someone in my family.
0: So our next question is, I'm feeling lost and a bit like an imposter in my new part-time leadership role. Um, Part of me feels like I should quit, um, but part of me really likes the idea of this role. Uh, What should I do to move forward?
1: So if someone is feeling like an imposter in their leadership role or feeling lost, one recommendation is to go to your professional association or you can even Google leadership and actually look at what some of the core skills and competencies are, and then choose something that you wanna learn. So maybe one of the core competencies has to do with communication effectiveness, um, um, team building, something like that. Go ahead and chunk that down And identify what specifically do you want to learn and then ask someone that you respect about what some resources are so that you can learn that dimension of leadership a lot of times we're feeling the imposter syndrome what can help us move through that is to gather evidence around what I want to know more about or learn more about and then go do that
0: our next question is what should I do if I'm feeling partially responsible for some of the bad culture in my hospital. I'm starting to see it impact patient care and I wanna do something about it.
1: So if someone is feeling partially responsible for the bad culture, um, chances are they are um, consciously or unconsciously allowing gossip, tattletaling, judgmental thoughts, gossiping, scorekeeping. So one of the things they can do is acknowledge two people that they have been part of this culture so to actually acknowledge it themselves maybe acknowledge to others and then inform people as part of building a more positive culture they are going to begin leading themselves and others in a different way and that would begin by when people have a problem um, what the leader could then begin doing is start by saying Take a minute to describe the scenario, and then the very next question is something about, so what have you done to help that? Um, What would a great person do in that situation? Um, What are the possibilities that you can do moving forward? How have you informed the next shift about the situation so they can be set up for success? But essentially take just a moment to hear objectively what's going on tease out the gossip or the negativity or subjectivity to just get a clear assessment of the situation, then immediately move into that loving place of developing them and supporting them to be part of the solution.
0: Our next question is, I've been in a leadership role, but now I'm in an executive role. I feel overwhelmed by something that I'm calling organizational noise. How can I cut through this noise to be more effective now that I'm an executive?
1: So, if someone has moved from a part time leadership role into an executive role and is feeling overwhelmed by the organizational noise, one of the recommendations I would have is to identify the key stakeholders in their new role. Um, Invite them to look horizontally, vertically, and diagonally across the organization about who the key people are that they want to build relationships with. When people move from a a part-time leadership role into a full-time or to an executive leadership role, a lot of people will carry the responsibility of still doing the projects or building the teams to do the projects, and when they move into an executive role, it really now becomes about activating the talent of your key people. So what's more critical than anything is to reach out, go rounding, meet with people in their offices, get really comfortable with what their work is, what their strengths is, and get really committed to how to strengthen that relationship, remove, work with them to remove the barriers so that they can go out and do the work that they love to do. It's a, it's a huge mindset shift from leading, from leading your silo or your service line into, you're now being elevated into work much more strategically with a much wider range of people. And your job now is to activate all of that talent by building really strong relationships to help them remove barriers and help them collaborate in new ways to get their work done.
0: Our next question is, I took on an executive role and I was really excited, but now that I'm in the role, I feel a bit like an outsider as the only physician on the team. Any tips for me?
1: So if someone has moved into a new role, say an executive team, and feels like an outlier, the number one priority is to strategically map out how to build those relationships. It would be tempting to build them all formally, um, and that's one strategy. Was also critical is to consider meeting people for coffee um, or in another more relaxed environment to really connect person to person because those are the conversations that will allow people to build trust and uh, that will quickly convert into a sense of i've got your back you've got my back and how do we collaborate and really begin doing some good work together
0: our last question is i have direct reports and this year i really want to focus on boosting morale and retention on our team what are the first steps that i should be taking
1: So for someone who wants to boost morale or retention on their team, one of the biggest things to begin doing is to listen more deeply. What I mean by that is when people don't feel seen and when people don't feel heard, they stop talking openly. They stop being transparent. They stop being honest. So if you're working on a team and you feel that people are disengaged, they're not engaged with each other or with you somewhere along the way they probably felt that if they say something or do something it doesn't matter so the biggest thing to begin focusing on is in your rounding or your one-on-ones to really listen deeper Um, one acronym is WAIT w-a-i-t and it's a way to remember why am i talking so when you're in those one-on-one conversations or rounding to really invest in listening so deeply that other people feel the shift and actually feel seen and feel heard. So then when you begin to move into conversations or strategies about action planning, to be a more cohesive team or be a more engaged team, people feel seen and heard and begin talking more openly, engaging more genuinely and being part of the solution.
0: So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode today. Um, as always, if you enjoyed it, we'd love, love, love you to leave an honest review on your podcast app. If you have any ideas for guests or questions you'd like to have answered on the next episode or ideas for topics that we should be covering, uh, shoot us an email at support at sandyscottllc.com. And we can't wait to hear from you. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening.